This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello, welcome to the Sustainable-ish podcast. I am so excited for this episode. Last month, I was aimlessly scrolling through Twitter, probably waiting for the kettle to boil, and I stumbled across a tweet about a project called Count Us In, which is aiming to get a billion people taking climate action. Now, did you know individual lifestyles our individual lifestyles actually make up more than 65% of total global carbon pollution. That's harder to say than it sounds. The world's wealthiest 10% are responsible for just over 50% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And you and I are part of the world's wealthiest 10% if our salary is above £27,000 a year and the average salary in the UK is somewhere around £30,000 a year. So there's a pretty good chance that a lot of us listening may well be part of the world's wealthiest 10%. And these stats aren't to make you feel guilty. I'm telling you them to empower you and to help you recognise the enormous power that we hold as individuals to create change. And that's where Counters In comes in, because they have got experts, actual proper experts, to pull together 16 steps that they all agree are some of the most impactful things we can do as individuals. And now they want us to pledge to do them. We don't have to do all of them. We might already be doing some of them. But according to their website, if a billion people made changes in how they travel, the energy they use and the food they eat, this could directly reduce carbon pollution by almost a fifth of the total reduction needed. And the beauty of the Count Us In campaign is that they've joined forces with so many of the other existing platforms and campaigns that are out there to provide one place, one voice, one carbon counter that brings together all of our climate actions under one umbrella. Today I'm chatting to Angela Terry, founder and CEO of One Home, who is also one of the founding partners of Count Us In. We're chatting all about the project, how it came about, what it's hoping to achieve, and really importantly, how we can get involved. Enjoy. Hello, Angela. Welcome back to Sustainable-ish. Thank you, Jen, for having me back. It's great. Yeah, so when you came on, we were just saying it was nearly a year ago when you came on, or we chatted last time to do the recording. It was in the run-up to... To my book, The Sustainable Living Guide, coming out. 
and you, you sort of covered the home chapter for us, I think, but talking to you in a different guise today. So can you start off by introducing yourself and telling us what you do? Yes, my name is Angela Terry. I am the founder and CEO of One Home, which is the UK's first climate action campaign looking at mitigation and adaptation. So that's what I do for a day job. But I'm here today in the capacity of a founding partner of Counters In which launched last month in October, and it's a brilliant new initiative, Global, aiming to reach a billion people, to mobilise a billion people around the world to take action on climate change. So I couldn't be more excited to be talking about it today with you. So how did that all come about then? Because I, I think I saw it on Twitter last month, and I was like, have I been missing this the whole time? Or, but it's, I'm pleased you said it's just come out, and I haven't, I haven't got my finger that far off the pulse. So how did it come about? It's fascinating. So obviously we should have had COP conference this month in Glasgow and it had to get delayed for coronavirus reasons. So COP stand for? Everyone says COP. Conference of the parties and we're up to number 26. So there is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is a UN group. So every year they meet, basically. So this would be the 26th meeting. It's due to take place in Glasgow and it's done in cooperation with the Italian government. And it's where all the governments come together to pledge greater commitment to keep the temperatures under two degrees of warming. It is done by consensus. Mm -hmm. So it means that whatever they agree, so like the Paris Agreement, every single person in that room has to agree. So when people doubt the, the commitment of countries, it's so good to be able to say, this, is, this has been done through a democratic process and everyone from Saudi Arabia, Russia, Australia, and soon due to Joe Biden, the US, <laughs> are signatures to this. So, so the, the Paris Agreement actually got every single country in the world. It used to be every country bar Syria, but even Syria got so wow. sick in all their turmoil of always hearing bar Syria, they even signed it. So yeah, the world coming together to stop runaway climate change, basically. And we talk a, a lot about the Paris Agreement. And we were talking about it in the in the run up to the US election. And then um, with the results, because as you said, Trump had said he was going to take America out of the Paris Agreement. Yeah, and unfortunately, he did. Um, yeah. So at the moment, they're out, but Biden's going to put them back in. What is the Paris Agreement? Like, I, th- I feel like we bandy these terms around and yes. we expect people to to remember them or to know them. But what is it? So the Paris Agreement was basically signed in Paris, which is why it's called the Paris Agreement. And the woman who chaired that negotiation, Cristiana Figueres, is a wonderful diplomat from Costa Rica. She is one of the founding partners of Countess Inn as well. Oh, wow. Uh, She's an incredible woman. And it was where every country agreed to keep emissions below two degrees of warming because we had an incredible report. The IPCC did a report on 1.5 degrees of warming. And it basically showed for every incremental increase in temperature, the impacts go up exponentially. So, so we agreed to stick to two degrees of warming, but if we can go below two degrees, it's much better. So I think the terminology is under two degrees. Okay. And in, was it 2018? At the end of 2018, there was an IPCC report that came out and I did that is that the one that set out the difference between one and a half and two degrees that's right that's um, October. yeah and so although the Paris Agreement is as you say below two degrees really we need to aim for one and a half exactly and that's why you hear the term Paris aligned targets or science-based targets it's basically 
is this money we're putting into the green recovery all around the world Paris aligned? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, an awful lot of the money isn't. Right. Uh, people are putting it into heavy polluting industries such as air transport yeah. and road building and coal-fired power stations. So a report came out last week that showed the EU was doing a, quite a good job, actually. And some countries like China were doing not a very good job at investing for the future, basically. There is no point putting money into things today that are going to cost us a fortune going forward. Yeah. Um, it's really poor investment decision making. So how are they allowed to do that if they've all signed up to that? I mean, this isn't what we were going to talk about today. We're going to come <laughs> on to the conversation instead. Um, <laughs> I should get how, back on message. <laughs> how are they allowed to do that? They've signed this agreement that says they're, they're going to do everything they can to keep climate change below two degrees. And yet they're still going off and building. So climate. some of its old habits die hard. Right. Some of it is who has the ears of people. The lobbying mm. capacity of the fossil fuel companies is still very strong and the airline industries. And some is just not appreciating. So um, even in this country, we still have like a 23 billion pound road building Mm. plant you know it's completely not where a good investment of our money is going uh we also bailed out some airline companies without any green commitments to mm. them but we know i think ed milliband's just produced a report on jobs and the green recovery the best bang for your buck to use an american phrase for any government investment is in the green industry because it increases your energy security it stops you being reliant on imported fossil fuels. It also creates the most jobs and it also creates um, vast improvement in efficiency, resilience to future climate change and energy shocks, shocks, but also it improves public health as well. So if we make our homes better quality and do insulation and things like that, then we have less people flooding to our NHS mm. every winter with pneumonia and other respiratory diseases caused by cold exposure, cold yeah. homes. So there's all the economic arguments are there. So like your question is really good. While they're still investing in the poor fossil fuels, and it always comes down, if you look at Scott Morrison in Australia, the Australian Prime Minister, they lost three billion animals in the wildfires mm. last year mm. alone. Not one of those fires was caused by arson, even though that's what he tried to claim wow. was the cause. And uh, the press backed him up on that. It is very much coal lobbying is just in their habit. Uh, and Trump's famous promise when he was elected was to make coal king again. And yet the fastest growing jobs in America are solar and wind technicians. Yeah. So, so, you know, you've got these politicians who were stuck in the past, the dinosaurs of the past, but actually it, if you look at where the jobs are and the value for money, it's always in the green recovery. And hearing you say all that makes me feel quite, well, incredibly frustrated but also, I guess it, it taps into that powerless bit that there's all these big political shenanigans that I don't really understand, that I don't really kind of get. There's all this stuff going on behind the scenes. And, and what can I do about it? And I guess that's where counters in comes in. That's right. So there's 16 steps of counters in. And some are what you can do in your home, your life. But then some of the really important ones are to raise your voice, raise mm. your voice at work raise your voice with your families and communities, green your money, because mm -hmm. this, this financial system, it's global, 
and where our investments are put on our behalf, both our banks, our savings and our pensions are really important that they are future proof because if, if our money is being put into a power plant that uses coal, it will be redundant. So mm. it's actually, I don't know if you saw, but Orsted shares price has doubled in a few years because they got off oil and gas. They used to stand for Danish oil and gas company. Oh, okay. And now they've gone completely into wind and renewables. And so whilst BP and Shell's share price has plummeted, theirs has been booming. So, so it's a wiser investment as well. Mm. And so, and the other one is vote. And that's what we saw in the American election. As the poll showed it was tightening, the climate campaign raised in terms of what the Democrats and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris focused on. So, so we know that voters really care about climate change, mm. especially the younger they are. So mm. we are not powerless. We all have influence, probably more than we think. Yeah. And the politicians are there for us. And um, as soon as Joe Biden got in, then this week, I think Boris Johnson's announcing his 10-point plan on climate change. That's yeah. coming. And they expect it to include banning fossil fuel cars by 2030 instead of 2040, which yeah. is. Oh, okay. so, so, so it works. Companies follow, they have more market insights, people yes. working for them than, you know, we can ever imagine. So, yeah. so what the public is thinking and the concerns of the public and plastic was a really good issue for yes. that. Supermarkets heard that cry loud and clear. Mm. And so we just need people to do that about oil and gas as well and demand electric vehicles and insulation and green energy yeah. and investment. So we're going to come on to what those 16 steps are, but this idea to get a billion people coming together and using the power of their choices, the power of their voices to create a, a sort of collective action, whose idea was it? So for One Home, we have our 10 steps, which is great. And then there was several other organisations looking to do something similar around community engagement, mm. citizens' engagement in the run-up to COP, which, like I say, got cancelled. So what happened was all of us got together at the beginning of this year. So this has happened really quickly. Wow. And that the founding partners include people like TED Talks. Mm. Um, I mentioned Christiana Figueroa. She runs a, an amazing organization called Global Optimism. Mm -hmm. The UNEP was involved, so they helped create the 16 steps. They're so what's scientists. the UNEP? UN Environment Programme. Brilliant. Uh, global Citizen, there's a whole raft of really amazing global organisations involved and the COP26 ambition team led by Nigel Toppings. So, yeah, a great group of people who were all thinking of doing something yeah. similar decided instead of loads of initiatives, let's work together. Yeah, that's amazing because... I feel a little bit like that sometimes that there's, you know, there's so many different people doing so many different things and we've all got our little different individual audiences. And actually, if we can somehow come together with some cohesive message that everybody can get behind, um, which is exactly what you're doing, which is kind of what makes it so brilliant. A billion people. That's a lot. Isn't a it? So billion people. And what's brilliant is once this organization developed then lots of partners came on board so we launched with 76 partners wow which is amazing and they're amazing organizations we've got the world scouts movement lovely ikea bt tottenham hotspurs you know prince william's earth shop prizes mm. involved we've got fabulous organizations and they've all got huge reach themselves yeah. so this is how we're going to get this message out here it's it's through 
the media, obviously. We had a big launch. We had celebrities involved, etc. But these organizations have such powerful audience reaching capacity through their customers, through their members. The Scouts movement had a, a big gathering, a global gathering, and it was mentioned at that, you know, yeah. just brilliant, brilliant ways to, to get people engaged in what yes. is the biggest issue of our time. And I think on, on the website, it talks about um, engaging. I think the phrase you use is, is non-activist middle classes. First of all, tell us why that's important. But I guess what I just wanted to sort of say about that is I think this is one of the ways that we do that by getting these organizations involved that aren't overtly green or sustainable or whatever. And if we can get them giving the same message as well, that's how we then start to break out of this sort of bubble in this echo chamber a little bit, isn't it? So exactly. Why is it important then that we engage these sort of, you talk specifically about the, the middle classes and I guess the sort of non-activists. Well, the non-activists, so if, when we look at who's involved and who cares passionately about climate change, it's the very young and the people who are aware of how much it threatens everything that we love. Mm-hmm. So the more we can reach people who care about the environment, but don't know what to do, or maybe yeah. a bit confused how they have influence when all they ever hear about is global politics. It doesn't mean much to most people. Yes. How do we in our homes make a difference? That's why all of us using the same 16 steps mm. is so important. But also to make the level of changes, we still have 80% of energy use in the world is from fossil fuels. Wow. So the level of change we need in the next 10 years is mm. huge. And we're not going to get there with the 10% or 20% of the population that are really deeply concerned about this issue. Yeah. We need everyone. Yeah. We need absolutely everyone. And what we know is that the people that have the biggest carbon footprint are the wealthiest people. And often we don't think we're that wealthy because we live in our little houses and we mm. have our little homes and stuff. But compared to the emissions of other people around the world are, you know, we have our cars and our holidays and our food bills. And yeah, so it's really important to engage as many people as possible, but also with the same simple, clear messages about what they can do that makes the biggest difference. And it can't just come down to the 10 or 20% who are really, really worried about this issue. We need everyone on board. And that point you made about the wealthier you are, I guess, the the higher your carbon footprint. And there's a statistic that and I think you reference it on the website as well about the, something like the, the wealthiest, ten, global, wealthiest global 10% or the wealthiest 10% of people in the world are responsible for just over 50% of all emissions. And it's easy to think, oh, bloody celebrities, bloody, you know, like all these people crisscrossing the globe and living with their, you know, apartments in LA and this, that and the other. You only need to, I say only, it's still a reasonable sum of money, that the, in order to be in the wealthiest 10% of the global population, the average salary is 27 grand annual yeah. salary. So that puts an awful lot of us in that wealthiest 10%. I kind of feel like that's a really important thing to take on board, that actually, yes. you know, as you said, we might not feel particularly wealthy, but we are having a big impact and we can either look at that in a oh god that's really awful or wow how empowering is this I have this potential you know and and the changes I make are probably exponentially greater because you know I have this bigger footprint to start with yeah and the UK is even more fascinating the UK is one percent of the world population right we are in the top five countries for historic carbon emissions wow top five 
come true. Historic carbon emissions, explain yes. that to us. So if, if you add up all the carbon emissions the UK has produced since the Industrial Revolution, uh, we're in the top five. So like wow. China is now the most polluting country, but it hasn't been for a long yes. time in the past. And yeah. the US is, is number two. Uh, so the carbon footprints of the US and Australia are about the highest, plus some of the Middle East countries. Okay. Uh, but 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 so, yeah, the UK has such, as well as hosting the climate conference next year, we historically, because we invented the whole fossil fuel yeah. kind of shenanigans, <laughs> we have quite a legacy to, yeah. to you know, and also because so much finance is based in the UK, you know, our capacity to change things is huge. Yeah. And on that capacity to change things, the other stat that repeatedly blows my mind and, and I came across it researching the book is I think you've again put on the website because I love a stat. Individual lifestyles make up more than 65 percent of total global carbon pollution. I can't explain that. How does that work? Yeah. So this is there's often this false argument between is it systems political change or is it individual choices and yeah. it's always yeah bugs. yeah so politicians work for us we live in a democracy we vote them in our mm. concerns is supposed to be reflected in the legislation they bring forward before parliament um so so using your voice and your vote is really important but then what we buy every day we vote once every four or five years what we purchase every day is voting for the kind of future yeah. we want yeah. So, so I mean, the biggest source of emissions in the UK is transport. So how we travel, how we eat, where our money goes, what we buy, it makes such a difference. Mm. And the thing is, it doesn't take much to make systems change. So change is not going to happen gradually. And electric cars is the best example of that. The car industry keep pushing really polluting heavy SUVs. Mm. They market them to death. They lobby against any legislation to clean up the air we all breathe they are the biggest source of carbon emissions yet if you look at the stats every month and as some of us on twitter are obsessed with these monthly <laughs> stats that come out of the smmt electric cars are flying out of sales rooms mm. and diesel cars you can almost not give away now and that mm. change has happened despite all their marketing budgets and yeah. resistance to change so consumers lead the way forward yeah I think uh, you said this earlier I think we're quite guilty sometimes of feeling feeling very powerless and not realizing the power that we have with our choices and our voices and so bringing that all collectively together with these 16 actions on the spot can you remember them oh yeah <laughs> she said and let me just tell you we've only been going a month today and we've already had one and a half million pledges. Wow. And you want a billion people a and billion at least people. making one, at least one pledge each. Yes. One or two pledges, because some of us, most of us will be doing one or two of these yes. anyway. So there's some really easy ones, which is like eat more plants. And mm -hmm. so, you know, Paul McCartney has meat free Monday. There's, mm -hmm. there's loads of ways. And there's so much, each one of these I could talk about forever. Yes. So you're going to have to stop me. But meat, you know, two thirds of an average household bill in the UK is for meat and fish. No way. And that is a crazy amount of money going on products that we know health wise aren't that great for you. You know, so just eating a little bit, bit less meat is yeah. really good for your heart, your weight and your pocket, basically. Yeah plus the planetary benefits. Yeah. So the co-benefits, I hate that phrase, but you know, the advantages of walking and cycling more, mm. using electric cars, cleaning up the air we breathe are fantastic. 
there's buying better quality clothes because the fast fashion industry is is really the environmental footprint of that is huge Mm. repairing and reusing green your money use your voice travel less by air like Mm -hmm. really and truly i don't know if you saw when they announced the covid vaccine potential came out the shares and EasyJet just went through no way so the stock market in the whole um went up a lot Mm. but EasyJet was the one that stood out so much because their shares went so far up but so yeah flying less even if this lockdown finishes you know is a really good idea insulate your home Mm -hmm. switch to renewables yeah I'm going to run out of 16 on. <laughs> one of them one of them was um solar I think. No, I'm not counting. I think there was solar on there. Um, yeah, definitely put solar on your home. Um yeah, cut food waste. That's one mm. I really really like because a third of food ends up in the bin. Yeah. And we've mentioned um it already but speak up at work, talk to friends, tell your pro- politicians. They're yeah. really really important and a lot of climate scientists quite obsessively say that is the most important thing you can do. Turn down your thermostat, even one degree saves you a lot of money. And yeah. as well as eating more plants, eating seasonally. Yeah. And we've done all 16 now. Amazing. Well done. <laughs> now there's a couple on there, like uh, there's electric cars and solar panels that are kind of bigger investment things, aren't they? They take, sure. they take a, you know, they're a big decision, sure. you know, financially. Yeah. But I think that, that shouldn't put people off because there are lots of things on there that will save you money, aren't there? Exactly. Most of these things will save you money automatically, like mm-hmm. repair and reuse, uh, eating less meat, dialing down your thermostat is an obvious one, insulating your home, you save the money back within the first year, I think. And oh, currently wow. we have the Green Home Grant Scheme that gives you the money up to 5k for free. Yeah. So, so just anyone who hasn't done that yet, I'm like, just do it. Just mm. do it. Make those phone calls just imagine what you do to earn 5k at work you know the government's yes. giving away 5k to you know improve the property value of your house because yeah. it puts up the energy performance certificate of your property and your energy bills come down and you don't feel so cold so yeah. you know they're all actually no-brainers which is why once you start on this journey it doesn't matter which pledge you you want to take mm. once you take one or two actions then you're ready to move on to take others so that's the beauty of bringing people on board uh, through a variety of like yeah. either transport or finance or, or mm. home improvements or diet and food recipes there's something there everyone and the cost thing you know talking to your politician and your friends doesn't cost money and the good thing about things like electric cars is that the the savings of them are huge so for example the Vauxhall Corsa e-Corsa has just come out they've got an amazing advert involving a tombstone with the petroleum industry oh wow and a cowboy stood by it putting a rose by the tombstone so so they on their website alone show all the money savings that right. you can make because electricity is so much cheaper than mm. petrol or diesel and also an electric car is so much more efficient in terms of converting the power to your wheels yeah so so you just save so much money and i bought a secondhand one so you don't have to buy them new. yeah so yeah. even if it's not for you now there's a lot of hiring schemes out there to try them so yeah. go try one and next time you want to buy a car make it electric yeah all i'd say on that one is avoid hybrids if you can because yeah that way you're you're paying for both an engine and a battery and yes yeah. it's kind of a bit daft i feel a little bit like hybrids might end up being the sort of beta max of 
yes. um, cards. You know that 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 they'll they they were sort of you know this go be- this in between thing for people, but actually I think they're quite quickly going to be sort of leapfrogged by. Mm-hmm. Um, full electric yep. and yeah and for all the tax benefits and for all the clean air exemption zones hybrids don't qualify so uh, okay yeah, yeah you really just want to avoid them if you can yeah and just bite the bullet and yeah. you won't regret it we've got you an electric car i absolutely it. adore it <laughs> oh brilliant yeah there um, you go once you, you talk to people they're fanatical and it's for a good reason they're so easy to drive projects. and yeah yeah um right you've got this aggregator on the website mm-hmm. um What's that and how does it work? So the whole idea is that together, so we're all taking these individual steps and really what difference does it make? Mm. And so the beauty of Countersin is showing the power of everyone together. So this is a global crisis. It's going to take all of us. Mm. And then it shows the amazing togetherness. We can do something amazing. And so it involves all the other platforms that are out there in the world at the moment, not probably not all of them, but the main ones. So Mm -hmm. the UN has Act Now. There is IKEA's own carbon footprint platform. Mm -hmm. There is um, Kiki and Do Nation. And so it's about everyone. And a lot of our partners are launching their own ones as well. So it's really exciting. So people can white label it, so to speak. They can put their own branding on it and have their own for yeah. their own supporters or customers or, or members. Mm. But then we add them all up together to show the huge difference we're making. And it sends a really clear message to politicians and businesses to be bolder, basically. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, a month and a half down the line, we've got a million and a half actions pledged. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've had Joe from Geeky um, come on a couple of episodes ago and talk to us about carbon footprints and about the brilliant website they've got there. So basically if you're on Geeky and you um, say you're going to do any of the steps on Geeky that are one of the 16 on Counters In, that will count on Counters In. Yes. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Oh, that's clever. Cooperation, yeah. collaboration, yes. climate action. And on there, you, you, I saw that you can have teams. So can you create a team for your workplace and things if you want to? Yeah. So what we know, because we've been talking to people about climate change for ages, what we know is that the best way to get people to actually take action is to feel really involved and, mm. and be part of, be reminded several times that people have training about it, that they know about it. Yeah. You know, if someone reads about it once on a website they're unlikely to do it yeah. but if they if they hear about it through their work and their friends are doing it so the whole the most impactful way to reach people is repeatedly and through trusted sources yeah. so if if teams want to do it then that's excellent especially if they actually reinforce it and talk about the benefits mm. and introduce schemes at work so we've got examples of you know work where they put in electric car charging points which then makes the drive electric thing yeah, so much easier for yeah. everyone, you know, actually helping people take this journey mm. and comparing. And it's all about what your peers are doing, really. Yes. If, if all your friends are talking about this, then it's going to happen faster, basically. And I love the bit because I was having a play on the website and, and um, you know, signing up some things. And, and once you've done it, you can then share it on. It makes it really easy for you to share it out to your social media, doesn't it? And I think that is such an important thing to do. And I talk to, to my audience about this a lot in that, you know, we often forget the things that we've done quite easily and we're very busy beating ourselves up for all the things that we haven't done. And we maybe shy away from having these conversations because we don't want to be that person and everyone's rolling their eyes and hiding their plastic bags behind their backs when we come up and that sort of thing. But actually just really gently 
tweeting or sharing on Facebook, oh my God, guys, I've just found this website. There's 16 things to do. I've signed up for three of them. Like, how exciting is this? Do you want to come and join me? You're not having a go at anyone. You're not beating anyone with the big green bashy stick. You're just like, I'm really excited about this and I think you should be too. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Great. And, and we've got little badges you can put on oh. your social media as well. So if you, yeah, the in, count me in. Can I count oh, yes. you in? Count me in. And then the little badge for each action you've said. So yeah, we really want that to become a thing. And social media is so powerful. And like I say, it is that if your friends are doing it and shouting about it and you don't have to be a climate scientist to feel comfortable to do this. Mm. Like you say, you bought an electric car and you love it. Tell your friends why you love it. Like, yeah normally people share stuff on social media all the time about their lives their food their kids you know yeah just share it yeah and I should have asked you this earlier when we were th- when we were talking about the what the actions are how did you who decided on them and how did you decide on them and why did you pick those ones sure so there was a group of us that formed those um actions and it's UN Environment Programme were the guys that led that um, group. And it's the most impactful, basically, the ones that are most obvious to do. So both in terms of fossil fuels, but also the wider implications in terms of accelerating climate Mm. action, basically. And on the side, they've all got huge benefits to the individual as well. Yeah. And just thinking about the teams thing, it was my birthday recently, and I, I did a like I, I set up like a pledge wall and invited people to to make a pledge. And actually what I should have done is created a little team on Count Me In, shouldn't I, on Counters In, and, and, and we could have had a little birthday team. And would it then let me know how much carbon our little team had saved or not? So it can do if you come on through and set up your own links. And oh, okay. Things, but that would probably be a bit more involved than yeah. just for a birthday link. But yes. if your friends were sharing it with you, you could add it up yourself. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Have a little birthday team and everybody. Yeah, come and, and Christmas is coming up, up yes. soon. And crucially, New Year's pledges. We want mm. everyone to be doing some New Year's pledges. And we're going to have some very exciting news around Countess Inn and New Year's pledges. So New Amazing. Year's resolutions. What sort of time frame are you looking at to get like a billion people? So, yeah, a billion people. So they call this the decade, Mm. the decade of action. And it's so important when you look at the impacts of climate change happening around the world. They are really frightening. They are happening much faster. They're sort of on track for for terrible. We're not quite a runaway climate change yet, but that like the the feedback loops that are starting to happen are quite staggering. So Mm. this is the decade of action that we all need where we choose the future. And Mm. today's remembrance, you know, Remembrance Sunday, where we talk about the sacrifices people have made to secure our futures. And and we've got to do so much to get us back on track uh, to stay below two degrees Celsius and of warming. And yeah, so, so the next year, next few years, you know, the best time to save carbon was yesterday in the past, but the <laughs> yeah. best is today. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about this. And, you know, I will do my very best to be spreading the word for you. And I think it's brilliant just to have this one collective place we can point people to. And, you know, it's, it is really overwhelming when you start finding things out and looking around and then thinking, well, where do I start? And what do I even do? And having somewhere where it's like these 16 things, you know, if you can tick these things off, 
I don't know, have you done anything, like if you do all 16, you'll halve your carbon footprint or is there any sort of nice... Easy yeah, so we've that? said if um, oh, if you do the top four in the UK, you can sort of half your direct emissions. Wow. Uh, and the top four are electric cars, renewable energy, fly less. Did I say four? Anyway, Probably yeah. Probably your money as well, is it? Mm, I don't think that's in it. Oh, so okay. drive electric, insulate your home, fly less and renewables i think switch okay. to renewables or solar panels something like yeah. that but like all of them green your money's huge mm. green your money's huge this is yeah. it like they're all huge yeah amazing brilliant i should Thank just you say so the website because it's yes please yes so that's where we can come and find you yeah count hyphen us hyphen in dog brilliant and on social media you're on social media it's count us in social Brilliant. I'll come, I'll link to all those in the show notes and things so people can come and find you. But thanks um, so much, Jen. Yeah. Be brilliant. Thank you so much. You've been listening to sustainable ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.